episode of Branding Brujas, a podcast for those of you looking to add some magic to your marketing. We are so blessed you chose to join us this week, and we thank you. Before we get started, let's ground ourselves in this moment so we can be here and fully present. If you're willing and able, join with me now in some cleansing breaths. All breathing is in through the nose, out through the nose, for a count of four. Ready? Inhale. Two, three, four. Exhale. today we're going to talk about uh, asking why and getting comfortable asking why asking more questions and going deeper to see what can emerge when you ask why of yourself of your business of your organization of your community um, this is similar to reflection and incorporating feedback in this strategy but how can we ask deeper questions and feel okay with that um, we're going to dive into that a little bit t- in today's episode. But first, India, I wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing as we come to an end of summer uh, and the start of our favorite season, Halloween, fall, all the beautiful things. I love that you say Halloween and then fall. <laughs> I know. Well, Halloween, it's Halloween season, officially. Oh, yeah. I, brought, I brought out my, uh, I have a welcome mat with a ghost on it, and it says, like, something, I can't remember it now, it's like, welcome boo or something and it's, yep. like a, it's a little ghost so I brought that out like September oh 1st I, love I it was so ready <laughs> I am so happy no I love fall obviously soup and sweaters yes <laughs> love a good hoodie I just I don't know I think it's a great time to get cozy and mm-hmm. reflect so I think that's what makes it the greatest cozy time so I'm in a reflection phase right now it's nice mm, beautiful um, as we talk about, as we move into chisme for the day, yes, um, we can talk about life and life's rhythms since we are in fall, which is also back to school or like starting school for your little one um, and having all these new rhythms. Yeah, I, and we've talked a lot about this, right? Like our own rhythm, setting up rhythms and trying to find those rhythms in our life. And for me, fall is always like, a new beginning because of back to school. So it's kind of like you get the January start of the year, then you get your birthday. And for Mm -hmm. me, my birthday's in the middle, like right before summer. So I get like these three Mm -hmm. periods of time where they're brand new. May babies. Yes. You too. (laughs) So you get that. Like that's, I forgot about that. May babies for life. That is so, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I have that. Like I kind of have these Mm -hmm. three tiers of this is a brand new year in January. And then I kind of can do whatever I need to do. And then I have my birthday. And then I can do whatever I need to do. And then fall, the back mm-hmm. to school season. So I'm, I don't know, I love the new rhythms and 
you might use mention my daughter's in school. So mm-hmm. I do I take her to school and we we have that and I um that's a nice a nice sort of kickstart to me. Mm-hmm. And I think having that rhythm of going to the, you know, driving, it's a 30-minute drive for us because mm-hmm. she's in a charter school. But it's nice because she and I connect and we're with, you know, if the family, sometimes my husband and my son come with us, so we have a family moment. And I just think that it's nice to have something to look forward to each day and mm-hmm. kind of to know, you know, maybe not every day is the same, but to know, like, this is what a day is going to look like. Oh, I, that is so nice and it feels so good. I also love fall for the same rhythms and, like, return to structure I guess because in the summer I just like a free-for-all it's like oh my god I gotta be outside and play and like (laughs) um and then like the second like September hits it's like oh get your shit together so Mm -hmm. uh and then now be back being back in school like that really kind of forces me to be in that back to school mode which is nice um because I keep asking myself why why do I procrastinate so much why do I push things off um and it's such a hard answer to swallow and I mean, because this is why, well, we're talking all about one, asking why. And so I ask myself why in these areas. And then we move into these other seasons and rhythms where the why really becomes apparent. And I really got to fix it. Not fix it, but address it, talk about it, think about it, plan for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, and I think this is so true. It's, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but you're sharing this, and it's it reminds me of something I was I told I told Jr. I was making TikToks earlier this morning <laughs> while I was waiting for our meeting to start. So, I made a TikTok about this. Really, truly, I uh, full transparency. I learned how to read when I was three years old. So by the time I was six, I was reading chapter books. Oh, I believe it. Um, and I was just super nerdy and reading like that. And my daughter couldn't care less about reading. And I got triggered. Aww. I got really triggered. Like, we got into, like, an argument, me and my six-year-old, about oh. reading. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just, I had to sit with the why. Like, mm-hmm. why is this bothering mm-hmm. me? Why am I so, like, upset that yeah. she's not taking this? And, you know, I had to address that it wasn't, like, there was, she didn't do anything wrong. No. She was six. <laughs> yeah. like, she doesn't have to, like, share my interests. She's her own person. Mm-hmm. She's in incredibly good at math I was not ever good at math so we're just different people and that's fine Mm -hmm. but when you know it's your child it's something that's a part of you and Mm -hmm. even not I just I'm like I've created these rules for myself Mm-hmm. that now I'm imposing on her. And I don't know, so I thought that was interesting that you brought up, like, why do we do these things? Yep. Where do these things come from? Because if you don't answer that question, you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Totally. We, that's why we have to keep asking why and get comfortable doing it. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe not comfortable, just, like, I think the whole part of rhythm and life in general is practicing being a human, right? Mm. And, like, going through the motions and reflecting and, like, really understanding yourself, taking the time to understand yourself. Uh, when you ask why, you reveal something more that leads to a new beginning or meaning or a thought process. Um, just like you said right now, like you asked yourself why about that with your daughter and it gave you a whole new thought press, process, a whole new meaning with your, I'm assuming with your relationship to an extent. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I know last time we got together, we talked about like reflection and incorporating feedback into your like strategy into life um so what do you think is the difference between reflection and or incorporating feedback versus asking why oh this is a good question i think that the main 
the main difference between the two, right, is that one is action-oriented and one is, like, reflection-oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's very internal to ask why, and you're going into yourself mm-hmm. and trying to understand where does this come from or into your organization, where does this come from, versus feedback. Someone is giving you their response, mm-hmm. right? They're saying X, Y, Z is how I'm perceiving it. So it's very external in nature. Yeah. And then if you're using that feedback and then you're re- reflecting on it and you're incorporating that feedback, that's action, right? You're doing something versus asking why I think is just that. You're, you're being. You're mm-hmm. being in it and you're reflecting in it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I definitely... I wasn't thinking about it as internal versus external, but that's like absolutely what it is, right? When you're asking why it is, you know, peeling away those layers mm. to like bring in a little bit of Shrek for the conversation. Right. We're <laughs> onions. We're all onions. We're all onions, <laughs> but we probably smell a hell of a lot better. I hope. No, and now as we do, we always like to kind of talk about definitions of words, right? And so sometimes when I, you look up a definition of a word you use all the time, it can like, you'd be like, what? I guess I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I Googled the question why, Or I'm sorry, yeah, I googled the word why. And as an adverb, it's defined by Google as for what reason or purpose with reference to a reason on account of which, for which. Mm. As a noun, why is defined as a reason or explanation. Interesting. Right? And now I'm kind of wishing I would have also got the definition of reflection. I could do that right now, I guess. Yeah, well, you do that. I'm just thinking about why and how I always think of why in the form of a question. So mm. I never think about the why as, as a noun. I, oh. I just don't. I always think of like why, question mm-hmm. mark, right? And I think that's the adverb state, you know, the idea of the reason. And what I like about the definition, the, the adverb definition is the idea that there has to be a reason. Uh-huh. I think sometimes we we give ourselves excuses. I just am that way because I am that way. This organization is just this way because it is this way. Right. But it's not. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason. Find it. You know? Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, so now I'm going to tell share the definition of reflection, which yeah. I kind of love as a noun in both of these ways. So reflection is defined as the throwing back by a body or surface of light, heat, or sound without absorbing it. It's very scientific, but I like it. And serious thought or consideration. Well, because when you think of like your reflection in the water Mm -hmm. and the glass and everything, but like when you look at it in words, because I feel like what reflection in that sense is so visual, reading those words is like defined as the throwing back by a body or surface, Mm. right? Like, and I'm thinking of that. And when we're talking about reflection as people, it's the throwing back of a body, right? Yes. Of to your body. Um, return to the body, right? That's what's... Yeah. I love... I really so do love it. Because it's like... One of the things that I love about reflection, and I don't often think of it in terms of like mirror or visual. I'm very like wordsy with that, mm-hmm. with reflection. But I think it's so fascinating that it's like you can't deny the reflection, Mm-mm. right? Like you can't be like, that's not it. That's yep. wrong. <laughs> you don't get that freedom. It just, yeah. it is what it is. And yep. You like it or you don't. And that, you know, that's really, it is, that's how you handle it. So I always find that to be very interesting. And I like that they use the word serious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's got to really give it your attention. Yes. <laughs> so in terms of like, uh, um, Translating a lot of this into like your organization, your team, your relationships, mm-hmm. 
it sounds like we start with reflection, right? Mm-hmm. We start with reflection. We start with the feel, um, receiving feedback, and then we can move into that asking of why. Uh, so I want to like I want to expand on some of the types of why questions we can be asking our team, our business, our community. Uh, for example, how can marketing departments start asking why? You know, when we had that symposium last year or earlier this year, we were talking about inclusive marketing and messaging. One of the examples you shared was about the Dove campaign, mm-hmm. right? The Dove campaign from what, the early 2000s? And yeah, it was like, like 2010s even. It wasn't that early. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it is 2022. So. Uh, I guess 10 years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was that campaign where it was like the different bottles shaped in different, oh, like campaign. in different shapes and like. The different, yeah, the different bodies presented in the ads and, like, like why did Dev do this ad campaign? What was the real why? Right. Well, I told you the real why in Symposium, and I'm going to say it again. They were trying <laughs> to, sh- like, outshine Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the problem, mm-hmm. is that it wasn't genuine, right? Like, it wasn't, like, we really think that women are not being represented and let's find a way to represent them in a way that's adequate and that makes them feel seen and makes them feel included. And what they actually did was like, here is a PR blunder that Mm -hmm. another company did. How can we capitalize on that and make something else? And they can say that that's not what happened at all, but the timing is just too perfect. And I think even there was even language by their PR team to say that this was countering Some of the, yeah. like, angels images. And this is not a critique on Victoria's Secret. They're not great either. So, yeah, like, right. <laughs> I'm not, like, pro-Victoria's Secret. But I think that it just goes to show if you're not guided by a true, genuine why, mm-hmm. then your message is going to fall flat. Right. And I love how you started talking about that and you were saying, like, uh, let's be more inclusive of women and show these things because women are blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well... If that's what you want to do, like, why are women in that space? Like, why are women perceived that way? Why aren't they? And then diving deeper into that why systemically so that way you can reveal those those hard truths, right? That's what why asking why is, is, like, revealing hard truths, peeling away those layers. Wouldn't that's it how- be great if, like, orgs thought that way? Oh, my gosh. It would be so great. Like, I just, I get... I get frustrated because it's like, that makes so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Of course, we okay. should ask these questions. Right. And how can we be more inclusive? And how can we make sure everybody's seen and we're not isolating people and shaming people with our, you know, marketing and our messaging? It's so simple. And yet, they don't. Like, I just... Right. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too much of an optimist sometimes. I'm, yes, same. Right. And, and we know we have to ask the hard questions to learn and grow as individuals. Yes. So how can businesses, organizations, communities, teams start to ask these same questions for themselves? Mm. Like, does it start on an individual basis? Does it start on a team? Does it... I want to throw this question back to you Uh from like a scenario perspective, Uh because I'm curious about your thoughts, because initially my initial thought goes, it starts on the individual, right? Right. Like someone has to say something, someone has to feel something. But then I remembered when I was in an org and... Uh, the CEO must have picked something up on personal development. And then he started just giving us books, like anyone who was on a leadership team, that I'm pretty sure he was just reading. Yeah, right. And then we had to read them. And so that didn't feel authentic to me. So that's my question. Like, is it always authentic if it starts at the individual level? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it goes to your why, right? Right, like, I guess. <laughs> right? I guess. It, goes, it just goes back to your why of like, well... 
well, I guess in order to be authentic, you should be asking yourself why, right? Like, um, I mean, that's a really shitty way of trying to bring like conversation and personal development to your organization, especially in a leadership sense, because doesn't it make more sense to practice what you're learning? Right. And to like show and like model how it should be done, especially as a leader, right? I, ha- I have a hard time with the word mentor right now, but I'm mm. thinking of like a champion or someone that advocates for you, mm. right? Or like Advocate. someone that wants to see the best for your future. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't just like throw a book at them or throw a podcast at them. You would like talk about a concept, gauge their interest of where they're at and what they want to learn, and then be like, hey, we just talked about this. Check out this book that I read about. Right? right? You t- you're authentic in where this individual's growth is or should be. Not should be. Not a should, but the potential that's there. Right? Yes. It's like uh, um, all that like strengths finder shit where you lean into your strengths. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have to hear people first and what they want to learn in order for them to like go along the journey with you, right? As they say. And I think that that's like what is fascinating to me because I think, yes, right? If I'm learning something, mm-hmm. I want to share with okay. my team. I'm like, I want you to see it and me to see it. But is it what you need? Is it where you're at in your right. journey to take that? Is it what the team needs? Mm-hmm. Is it what the org needs? Right. So sometimes I think like some of the books we were reading, I was like, I don't, and we were forced to read this. I want to make this very clear. Like oh we had to read these books. I know it was so silly. And I don't even know who was like, like checking on us. Like we just had to have these conversations about these books. So there was no follow through. There was no real structure. It was just, you're on the leadership team. I want you to read this book and this book and this book. And they didn't value me. Like, I didn't see value in them in my position. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing. Some of them were very sales-oriented. I wasn't in a sales position. What am I supposed to do with that? (laughs) So I just, I don't know. It just seems to me like the CEO probably really got Mm -hmm. a lot of value from these books. Me, as an assistant director running the programs, this isn't what I need. This is a waste of my time. So I don't know. I feel like I struggle with this question Mm -hmm. because I think that, we want to bring these things to the table. We want to do these things. But I think sometimes it's, it's really the execution. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, and, and finding more of that why that you're saying, because why is the CEO reading this book about sales? Should he be giving it to his sales team? Right. And only his sales and like, team. Why would he? Why do you want to give it to them? What is the main concept right. you want? What is the, the like the outcome in the end? Mm-hmm. Right. What do you want that to be? Yes. And maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe the asking of why in organizations and businesses is like, what is your vision? What is your outcome? If only. Right. Because then that is like the why. Right. Yes. It's like what you want to see. Well, it's what we always talk about, which is right. that you should be strategically planning. Yeah. Right. So this is a strategy. If there is an objective that you're working towards, let's say it's sales oriented or let's say it's trying to get more leads. Right. Mm-hmm. Reading a book as a team about how to authentically boost your lead generation. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a yeah. great tool. But why are you reading it and how? Right, like the why and the how mm-hmm. is your team going to see the same value? Because they're not you, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to read that book and the light bulbs are going to go off in the same way. They haven't invested in it in the same way. Maybe one or two has, mm-hmm. but typically they're not as invested in it. They might see this as extra work. So, what is the structure that you're putting around something like this? And we're saying reading a book as an example, but really, it's anytime you introduce something new into the organization. Right? How are you bringing your team in with? you to feel it and to buy in in the same capacity Mm -hmm. so then the results Mm -hmm. are the results yeah (laughs) yes exactly 
this was also making me, as, we're, as you were talking, it was making me think about how, like, you know, what is the counter argument people always give to this practice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's usually, well, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of resources. And, like, the resource that we're talking about is time. And I just keep reflecting on this, like, I feel like everywhere I'm in, everywhere I go, everywhere, every space I'm in and talking to you, it's always about, like, we don't have enough time for that. Mm. There's not enough time for that. And we'll only have enough time for this much. And I'm like, but why? Why does it have to stop right now? Like, so yes. so what if you, we have to stop right now? Let's just keep going. Let's do it again. Like, right? Like, Or it, reorient your time. Right. Like, your time is prioritized. And how many times have we both been in organizations yep. where we're doing work that's silly, that's paper pushing, and I do have time to do other things, mm-hmm. but I can't because yeah. I'm wrapped up doing these other tasks. So it's about asking, I think, why too? Why are we doing these other things mm-hmm. that we're prioritizing, or why are we prioritizing X over Y? Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that we do a lot in our in just organizing the podcast and organizing uh-huh. everything is we ask ourselves why constantly I yeah think. Like, all the time why did we decide that again we don't like that let's do something yep. else and I think that there's a lot of value in, in just changing you yes know? And yeah and like just helping grow right and like why do we have such a time constraint on everything mm-hmm. right there's my why of like why just right now I'm like I I just there is so much time mm. when you really think about it. And mm-hmm. on most quote-unquote due dates are arbitrary mm-hmm. to an extent. Oh, like, yeah. Right? And so it's like, yeah. Um, anyway, I know we were talking a little bit about how we can ask this on an individual level versus an organizational level. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I want to go down down that funnel a little more and let's talk about like the why for you, mm-hmm. for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, self-care is hard. And so when you're asking yourself why, you do have to give yourself a lot of love and grace because it's hard peeling those layers away and asking those really hard questions. Sometimes we need to sit back and ask ask ourselves our why. Mm -hmm. What is your why? Why do you wake up in the morning? Why do you do what you do each day? Asking that of yourself can be really hard. Yeah. I, as you're talking, the immediate why that comes up for me is like, why are you so hard on yourself? Like, why are you <laughs> right? Why do? Because you, you were saying like, why do we have time constraints? And my brain goes, why do I have time constraints on my personal life? Yeah, like, on my self care. Why do I create these rules for myself? You mm-hmm. know, I think, and those are hard questions. I don't want to answer them. No, <laughs> I don't want to sit with those either. Like, I don't. Ugh. And so it, yeah, ugh. it's tough because who. I mean, and it's not like who wants to do this. You want to do this because mm-hmm. there's so much value in asking yourself why and mm-hmm. get and like you said, like it's we don't have to say getting comfortable with it, but I think we should say getting comfortable yeah. with it because you should get comfortable talking to yourself. And I think we've kind of like demonized talking to yourself mm-hmm. as like some kind of something a signal that something's wrong with you. And no one, you know, my dad used to say, if you talk to yourself, it's fine. If you answer yourself, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> My dad said that too. He would be like, are you getting any good answers? And I'm like, actually. Right. Yes. yes. And like, I, I always think about that because I'm like, I guess I'm crazy. But yeah. I just chit chat with myself all the time. Day. 
Man, I'm I'm hilarious. <laughs> By the way, I'm real fucking funny. <laughs> I have a question because you said that. I'm curious. Uh, does talking to yourself help with your self-love sometimes? Oh my gosh, sometimes. Sometimes I like myself in my head is like real real not nice. She's like uh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's all sorts of parts in there that come out when they want to come out. But, yeah. Um getting better. I think it does help me cuz I've IFS, I think is what it's called. It's like a form of therapy. Mm. Anyway, where it's like identifying these different parts within you and kind of make, making relationships with them, right? Mm-hmm. And so the part of me that is like the chola part of me, mm. like she comes out hard and is like roaming and critical of me. And then there's the part of me that's like the little five-year-old with like a little poofy pigtails that's like, hey, let's go color and run and ride bikes. And so it's like when I make relationships with those two, um, talking to myself and asking myself these questions and talking to these different parts always really helps break it down. Yeah. Have you talked to your older self? No, not yet. Well, I've talked to my present day self. Okay, <laughs> like, that's, yeah, I you love know, my, my present day. My 30-something self. So maybe that is older. Maybe that mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's in that 30s spectrum. Of mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've definitely talked to that age range because, you know, with my dad dying and yeah. with all the changes that have just happened in the last year two three however many fucking years it's been (laughs) I definitely been talking to myself for today because I think growing up you have this expectation of what you're doing by the time you're 30 Mm -hmm. thinking like you'll have all your shit together it's so not true but like so it's like well little Jamie thought you'd be doing this now but here's 30 something Jamie and she's like well this is better this is great and, you know, just being really proud of that. Yeah. I think sometimes talking to yourself, especially when you talk to your present self, mm-hmm. is to acknowledge the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was younger, I very much so avoided talking to myself as myself. Like, yes. <laughs> I thought of my younger self, and I, I had this dream vision, very similar to you, I'm sure, of like, what I was going to be mm-hmm. in my 20s and 30s didn't turn out that way no. and wouldn't have <laughs> wanted it. This this me wouldn't have wanted that mm-hmm. life, right? Because when you're a child, the things you think you want are just so wrong. Yeah. They're just, they're not you. Something I've started doing is talking, and I got this tip from, oh, I have to think about who it was. It was some personal development podcast that I listened to in the morning. Before Breakfast is the name. I can't think of the podcast host, but... um. She said, talk to yourself as though they were your mentor. And I was like, what an interesting concept. So I was very hesitant to it at first. Because I don't want to talk to it. Because what if I don't like it? (laughs) What if it's wrong? Well, why don't you like it? I guess, right? (laughs) But no, it's, I will tell you this. It's, I started doing this maybe within the last like six to eight months. Mm. And it's really helped. Yeah. To help me think through decisions. Mm. So, for example, I was thinking, my youngest is two, and I didn't really want to put him in school yet. I want him to stay home until he was four. But mm. as you know, I'm running my own business, and I also mm. have my freelance work on the side. So I'm a very busy person. <laughs> I do volunteer for my daughter's school. So I'm, I'm just getting really busy. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about like me when I'm 40, 50 years old. And I talked to her, and she was like, put your son in school. What's the shame yeah. of putting him in school for a few days? And what more work will you get done mm-hmm. to get to where I am today if you put him in school now? And then she, me, I don't know, said something, my thoughts, said something that was really powerful, which is how much further can you get than I am right now if you put him in school right now? 
And I was like, okay. Like it just, it to me in that moment made so much sense mm-hmm. because I was able to visualize, and this is a little bit of the witchcraft and the bohemia, oh, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Is I was able to visualize who I want to be mm-hmm. and embody that space Yes. And sort of talk through, and so the way that I framed me putting my son in school is, do you regret not putting him in school? Oh. You know? Because yeah. um, I have regrets about not putting my daughter in school. Yeah. You know, early, and I'm here. So you know, how do I feel? I don't know. So it's very yeah. interesting. I think it's it's a framing mechanism that works for me. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, they might like it. For some, it might scare them. It scared me. So if you're yeah. scared, like, I get it. I'm here. Um but it was helpful. I don't know. It's just something that I was thinking of. Yeah, I love that. And I guess, you know, you've always been great at helping put words to things for me, too. And, you know, I've been having some challenges with understanding the mentor-mentee relationship mm-hmm. or finding a mentor. Is that what I want? Is that what I don't mm-hmm. want? Is that what mm-hmm. I need? Blah, blah, blah. And so my husband and I had talked about it. And he was like, you know, you don't need anybody. Like, you have it all. And, uh, you know, tears everywhere because, you know, best husband ever. But... And it gave me that same idea of like, okay, well, where do I want to be, right? Like what, Mm -hmm. if I'm aiming for something in the future, what does that future look like? And then how do I get there? Yes. And like, what does she want? And most of it is like, she really wants more plants in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And more chihuahuas. And so really, I'm pretty much halfway where I want to be. So I feel really great about that. And it's like nice to have that conversation with my future self being like, you don't have to hustle right now. Like, you're okay. Take it's like rest. It's like telling me to take right now. My future self is like, you did it. You're okay. You've I got a place to live. You're feeding yourself. You got your dogs. Like, you need to chill right now is what my future self has been telling me. And how lovely, right? Yeah. Like, how to have that freedom that you've given yourself. Yes. But a wiser, right, in your mind, mm-hmm. like, that you've created, that you visualize that you are likely tapping into, mm-hmm. right? So if we're going to bring the spiritual and we're going to bring that piece into it, that is very much so, I think, how you heal. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to my younger self, yes. right, my younger self is a lot more rage, a lot more <laughs> confusion, yes. a lot more, you know, especially uh, like my teens and early oh, yeah. adulthood. And when I talk to that version of myself, I almost feel feel and I know that parts of me in now in the present Mm -hmm. day are healing right because I'm giving myself the love that at that age Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had right and that's hard yeah and it's like it's frustrating and it's sad that you know as a child and as a teen I didn't get those things Mm -hmm. but to then go back and say no you were you know when this in this moment when you were sad like it's okay that you were sad. No one told me that. No yeah. one had those conversations right. with me. Right. And now I can heal that little tiny broken part of myself. And like your husband said, he's so on the money. No one could see me, but I was like dancing as Jamie was talking. <laughs> because he's so on the money. You don't yeah. need anyone. Mm-mm. You are your own person. Have you ever seen Harry Potter? Are you a Harry Potter person? No, okay. I'm not. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you were. So, okay, there's a scene. There's got to be some Harry Potter people listening. <laughs> there's sure. a scene in Harry Potter in the third book. And I know we hate J.K. Rowling, and I, I know the whole drama. So just we're going to put that aside for the sake of the metaphor and the allegory. <laughs> in this scene, Harry is... Um, he had a vision of this person. He remembers. He was in this, he like lives the situation and someone comes and saves him. And he doesn't see the person, but in the moment he thinks it's his dad that saved him, right? 
So then later in the story, he goes back in time and he's standing watching himself in that past situation go through whatever. And he's waiting for his dad to show up. And he's like, where's my dad? My dad's gonna come. And Hermione's with him and she's like, your dad's not coming. Like, I don't know what you saw, but that's not what happened. Mm. And so Harry, I'm like getting chills, has to <laughs> run and like fight this Dementor off of himself. So he was his own hero in that moment. <laughs> so it's just making me think of like when we talk to our younger self, we're being our own hero in the past. And when we tap into our older self, we're coming to save the day oh, for us. You I know love what I mean? it. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is a good metaphor. I, I understand now <laughs> this story. Um, that is beautiful. Oh, I feel like I have like so many more questions for myself and more reflection to do. And I think it's beautiful and great. I love it. Thanks for talking this through with me. And I love hearing the similar practices we both have in terms of our growth and development and how we show up in spaces. So Yeah, this is so good. I think that every time we connect, we just find out how much more similar mm -hmm. we are and how our lives are just working in tandem. And I don't know, I think for me, that's very um, indicative that I'm on the right path. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Oh. Well, thank you all so much for listening today um, after we've had such a deep dive of a conversation on reflection and asking why. want to close with a nice cleansing breath. So wherever you are, whether you're seated or standing, root down within your seat or through your feet. Soften your shoulders away from your ears. And gently close your eyes and relax the muscles in your face. Inhale through your nose, up towards your third eye, which is between your eyebrows. Exhale through the mouth, soften the shoulders away from your ears. Have a lovely day to everyone listening. Uh, and you can stay connected with us and follow us on Instagram or visit our website. Yes, we've got new handles. So we are at By the Brujas. And our website is bythebrujas.com. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.